There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. My name's Raja, and uh, this is my second uh, podcast on personal finance tips. Um, following on from my original podcast recently on the power of automation and how to harness the power of compounding by starting early. Um, in this particular podcast, um, I'll talk a little bit about some of the basic home loan tips, which you may find useful. Um, and uh, the reason is, you know, part of achieving financial independence is having goals for your money. So you may choose to save up for a deposit as one of the main goals in preparation for buying your own home. So in the first podcast, we talked about how to take a set percentage of your incoming net income and then uh, putting it away for investments or savings. And, you know, after you've done that for a while, you may choose to use that money as a deposit to buy your own home. Now, owning a home in Australia is everyone's dream. It's an Australian dream. Um, however, with house prices uh, at very high levels, we, we have one of the most expensive homes, uh, median prices in the world. It's becoming more and more difficult to achieve this dream for some Australians, particularly young Australians, um, especially in metropolises like Sydney and Melbourne. And Melbourne is where I live. Um, but you will find some bargains if you look hard enough uh, in those cities, but also in other cities around Australia, particularly um, in rural Australia. This podcast will focus on some ways to maximise your mortgage. So it's really aimed at people who already have a mortgage or are looking for ways to pay it down as fast as possible. Or perhaps you're in the hunt for a mortgage. So you might want to listen up to get some important tips on some of the things to look out for. Now, just to reiterate, I'm not a mortgage broker. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not a financial advisor. This is just a personal interest um, podcast. And um, I'm learning personal finances and it's an interest of mine. So I hope you find my podcast useful and entertaining. Um, and uh, I suggest you all get your own financial advisor for formal advice. So let's get started. The first point I'd like to make is the power of making repayments at a higher interest rate. So in Australia, interest rates have been record lows um, for the last few years. Um, and for the last almost couple of years, the interest rates have been pretty low. But um, if you bought a house in 2010, for example, uh, the average interest rate for mortgages were around the 7 to 8% in Australia. So supposing you had a 30-year mortgage of $500,000 with an interest rate of 7.81%, which was roughly what it was for me when I first bought my first home, your monthly repayment at that time would have been $3,603. Now, as time goes on, your variable interest rates may have reduced to as low as 4%. Some, some of my colleagues have interest rates as lower than 4% in Australia. So technically, though, 
This means your repayments would have also reduced to $2,387. But had you continued to pay the original $3,603, then you would have saved about 15 years off your mortgage. It's as simple as that. So the way I look at it is that when you first get your mortgage, if you could afford $3,600 to pay it off, and you just keep paying it off at that level despite the interest rates being dropped, then you would have just saved so many years off your mortgage. It's a really, really simple strategy. So the strategy is if you can afford it back in 2010 and you have a pretty reasonable income and a stable income, there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to afford to keep paying it at that rate. Doing this consistently gives you significant buffers in the event of any emergency. So you can actually draw on that um, extra payments that you've paid um, as part of your emergency funds. Now, there's various ways of doing it, and um, I'll talk about mortgage offset accounts um, very soon. Now, the other thing that I would recommend people think about is traditionally in Australia, mortgages have been paid monthly, um, but you can actually make it more frequent if you wanted to, and there's a quite a simple strategy for, for you to do it. So, for example, if you usually pay your mortgage monthly, then by simply changing it to a fortnightly payment, you will automatically make one extra payment per year. So in a year, there are 26 fortnights, but only 12 months. So 26 fortnights is actually 13 months of payments in a 12-month period. It kind of works like magic. So making that extra one-month um, payment without having to feel the pain in your disposable income makes a big difference. Remembering, finances is mostly behavioral. So you need a sustainable solution whereby you do things repeatedly without much effort. That is going back to my first podcast, The Power of Automating and The Power of Automated Savings. And in this case, automatically paying your mortgage on a fortnightly basis. Now, this only works um, if you have enough money every fortnight to pay the mortgage. Um, in Australia, some health professionals, for example, get paid fortnightly. Um, so it might actually work out well for those professionals. Point number three, always have a mortgage offset account. Now, the mortgage offset account uh, was originally designed to ensure that you have easy access to your money, all the while offsetting it against the interest payable for your mortgage. Now, here's an example of that. If you have a mortgage of, say, $300,000 and had $50,000 in your offset account, this means you only pay interest on $250,000. However, if you didn't have an offset account and had that $50,000 in your savings account, then you still have to pay the interest on the whole of the $300,000 that you owe on the mortgage. Now, to me, that's a little mad. So if you have an offset account, you can take that 50K and put it in your offset account and you automatically save interest on that $50,000. So if your interest is 5% per annum, then you will automatically instantly save 5% of $50,000 every single year. So that's $2,500 every single year that you have the 50K offsetted against the $300,000 mortgage, which means essentially you're getting a guaranteed return on your money. And that's all tax-free, by the way. So all the while, you'll still have access to your 50,000. That's the beauty of it in the offset, relatively easily for those rainy day expenses and emergencies. Um, and you just gotta make sure that when you have your mortgage and when you have your offset account, it's what it's called 100% offset. This means 100% of the funds in your offset accounts are used to offset against your mortgage. That's extremely important. 
And more importantly, um, you know, you can you can take that money at any time if you want to invest that money somewhere else and make your home a investment property. Then that means you will be able to claim all the deductions from a tax perspective for all the interest that you have to pay for that three hundred thousand dollars. So it's got significant advantages, um, and it's worthwhile talking to your tax accountant or financial advisor about it. Now, when you are having a mortgage, it's really important to keep looking for a lower rate or a better deal, just because you've got a pretty good deal at the moment doesn't mean that in 12 months time that deal you know, is still very good. So I generally recommend speaking to your bank manager or your mortgage broker every sort of six to 12 months to make sure that the current deal that you have is the best deal out there. And that doesn't mean the lowest interest rate. That means whatever interest rate is the best for you and make sure that the actual contract for the mortgage is the best for you and your family. A lowest rate doesn't necessarily mean it's the best rate. So it's really important to know that. In my case, I have a personal business manager that manages it all for me via email. So I'll just send him an email. If you don't have that, then you just make a phone call or visit to the local branch. It's all it takes. And it's really important that you do that, even if you've got the best rate, because you've got to make your bank sweat. Banks make a lot of money in Australia. We are one of the most profitable banking industries in the world. So there's no reason why, you know, you should be paying more than what's actually required. So you've got to make them sweat. You've got to let them know that you're looking around. You've got to let them know that, you know, you are after a good deal. And you've got to make them pay for your loyalty. That's absolutely important. Um, and it's really, really critical that you do that. Now, we're almost up to the last of my podcasts um, today. And the last point really, or the second last point, is fees, fees, fees. Make sure that your fees are as low as possible. Make sure that there are no obvious penalties for switching home loans and there are no hidden fees you know, Australian banks are notorious for charging fees despite being one of the most profitable banks in the world. And they have fees for switching rates, repayments, offsets, you know, whatever they can think of, they'll try and, you know, sting you with some fees. And it's your responsibility to understand all the fees associated with your mortgage. It's absolutely critical. And in all honesty, I think it's reasonable to sort of say, no, nah, I'm not paying any fees. I'm sorry. If you charge me these fees, I'm going to go around the bank or go to another mortgage broker. So it's absolutely important. Remember, you're the customer. You have the power. You're going to be borrowing the money. So, and you're going to be paying interest on it. So it really is in your best interest to make sure that you have as low fees as possible. And lastly, professional discounts. Did you know that in Australia, if you're part of a certain profession, you automatically get some discounts. So the obvious one for me is because I'm a doctor, I'm entitled to certain discounts. If I'm a member of the RACGP or the College of Surgeons or the College of Anaesthetists, etc., etc. Similarly, if you're an engineer, if you're a member of the Engineering Institute, you might be eligible for a certain professional discounts. So, you know, whatever the advertised rate is for the interest rates, don't believe that. There's always a better rate and there's no harm in asking. So many people don't know that they're actually entitled to professional rate discounts because the banks don't want to, you know, don't want to advertise that, obviously. And it's important that you ask whether you're eligible for those discounts. So that comes to me um, pretty much the end of this second podcast. 
So in summary, my first podcast was all about saving, 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 automating that savings and making sure that you pay yourself first and harness the power of compounding. And the second podcast is all about some of the tips and tricks for those looking for a mortgage or for those who already have a mortgage, how to maximize your mortgage incentives. And of course, both of these go hand in hand. Imagine if you're saving 20% of your income net every month and investing it for the future, at the same time, paying off your mortgage as quickly as possible and maximizing all the little crooks and crannies in there, then you really are set up really well for the rest of your life um, and to becoming very wealthy and more importantly, financially independent. Um, so hope you found this entertaining and hope you find this useful. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, let me know via SoundCloud or Facebook if you're uh, friends with me. And um, hopefully my next podcast, I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about. It really depends on what sort of time frame uh, I have at the moment, but uh, I really enjoy doing this podcast. So thank you very much for listening and I hope you do find it very useful. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.